but that doesn't answer the real moral questions that people are asking of, does this belong in my life? Are people asking that question? <laughs> They're trying to. They're asking, is it moral? You have the same thing with the CBDCs. You have the same thing with homesteading versus living inside the system and parallel systems and all. Everybody's asking, where is it? Where is the line? Where is it moral? Is it okay to live under a control system? Is it okay to get real ID and live in a world real where yeah. everything is tracked and functioned? And how do I not be tracked? How do I not be tracked? How do I not be tracked? Assuming that the goal should be to not be tracked. Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. This week on Thrive in the Future podcast, we're talking about how far would you go? We're talking about AI and we're talking about central bank digital currency, CBDC. So everybody's talking about AI since ChatGBT came out. You can get on there, you can have it write great dissertations, you can make, you can use AI to create art through Midjourney and other um, AI art apps. So how far will you go? Is it moral to use AI? Is it moral to use it for school or work? I follow a lot of side hustle groups. They're already saying that uh, just use chat GPT and you could create your content. You won't have to think about it and you don't need to work so hard. Can you use AI and still live not by lies? This week's episode, this started out with how far would you go? And it was a group conversation we had about what principles are worth caring about, sacrificing for, dying for. Is there a for, principle right? worth sacrificing for? Right. And is it moral to sacrifice the principle to just survive? Uh-huh. To, to, to give up the principle in order to continue on living. Right. So some of the things that have come up here recently, right now there's this big explosion of uh, AI tools where one of them's chat GPT. And the other one is OpenAI or ChatAI or whatever else. There's different ones where basically you can get on there and it will create you a script. It will create, it'll, it'll answer questions pretty much like Google, but it'll do it in more of a conversational Rather way. Rather than giving you a list of links, it will give you a summary answer. that is reformatted from not, from taking the information from multiple sources Put it into like a paragraph form and give it to you. Sure. You can get it to write you a story or a script or mm -hmm. a play or to even solve some programming Right. Problems. It will write you some code. It will write you a script for your podcast. It'll write you it'll write you homework. It'll write you an article. Yeah. It's, and, it's all on what you ask it to do. And and I think the really new part of this <clears throat> is you being in control of what the output is. Because right. these tools have existed for... Sure, they've gotten more and more and more sophisticated over time, right? Yeah. And this is really combining together a lot of them and then creating how the interface finally gives you information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've used one of, the, one of the early ones. So you give it some parameters and it would write a story for you or an article for you, which would be like a blog post. And it kind of works about as well as Google Translate. Yeah, and, it, and it's very similar to, but it makes some milk toast type 
article mm-hmm. that seems like those filler articles that you see on you know web pages or or uh, in the mainstream media that are just like they dance around the topic instead of really talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, but now it's gone farther where it's it's doing all this stuff. You can I saw a video the other day where a kid had it write a script. He took that and put it into a, another AI thing, which could create a video with real people, looking people, talking with your script realistically. Uh, CGI avatars, yeah, that yeah, are realistic CGI. looking, yeah. but they look, yeah, they don't look like CGI, like you know, like a game or something. They look relatively real and uh, relatively, and then you could do anything like that. So, one of the debates we've been having is: is it is it immoral to use it? And then how far do you go? Do you use it to write your paper for work? Do you use it to write your homework for school? That's that's the first step of the moral question. That's overly simplistic, right? Right. I mean, I mean that that's I mean that's the oversimplistic easy one, right? Sure. I don't use it to write my homework for me because I actually need to learn something to be able to perform a job in the future, right? Sure. But that doesn't answer the real moral questions that people are asking of, does this belong in my life? Are people asking that question? (laughs) They're trying to. They're asking, is it moral? You have the same thing with the CBDCs. You have the same thing with homesteading versus living inside the system and parallel systems and all that. Everybody's asking, where is it? Where is the line? Where is it moral? Is it okay to live under a control system? Is it okay to get real ID and live in a world real where yeah. everything is tracked and functioned? And how do I not be tracked? How do I not be tracked? How do I not be tracked? Assuming that the goal should be to not be tracked. Yeah, yeah. some people were more worried about the fact that the chat GPT AI was asking for their phone number and their email address rather than whether to use it or not. So they were drawing the line at, I'm not giving them my phone did, number. Did, did, you, did you finally get access to almost cutting-edge technology for free? <laughs> Once again, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let, 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 let's look at it. It's not free. Right. You give your information so that they can sell you ads at some point or that they can collect your information and sell it to somebody that wants to sell you ads on YouTube. This is... The way technology works. Yeah. It's easy. This, 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 this is the way television works. This is the way mm-hmm. magazines work. This is the way newspapers work. Well, and then like Cyprian has said, you know, you're basically, when you use these things, you're teaching the AI how to do it. That's right. You this, know, this, this, this goes back to the podcast we recorded the other day where I said I engage with these spammers that email me. And some of them are or texted message me or whatever, right? Yeah, sure. Some of them are bots. Mm-hmm. And some of them are people. I, for one, am treating the bot as if it's a person. <laughs> right? Because I learned something watching sci-fi movies when I was a kid. Whether an AI gets sentient or not, we are teaching it who we are. And if everybody that has it interacts with mm-hmm. is a jerk, is mean, it's never going to see any reason to value us. Hmm. Did we learn? If you can treat it like a person, like a civil human being, something we can't do with each other anymore anyway. Right, right. All it sees is nastiness and evil. That's interesting because I think that's a plot of 
Heinlein's The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. The guy Ooh. is called in to work on AI, and the AI is starting to get more human, and they have him ask it questions. He's figured out that the AI is starting to develop a personality. Right. And instead of shutting it off, he he engages it with the idea that he can make it more personal. That's a whole other question of whether you can or can't. Right, right, right. I was but just it keeps out. me from seeing... It helps me be empathetic with people. Mm-hmm. And it helps me be less viewing of technology as an inert object. Hmm. Right. Interesting. It's not a table. It's not a baseball bat. It is not a chainsaw. You respect a chainsaw when you use a chainsaw. Yeah. Nobody is respecting these artificial intelligence programs when they're using them in any way. They are not respecting them. They're asking them to become their ability to become omnipotent. The person's ability to become omnipotent? Or if, I have chat G, if I have chat GPT, right, and it can write me a dissertation on whatever the topic is, and mm-hmm. I can go get a doctorate with it, I have asked it to be my ability to know everything and anything at any one time. Hmm. Okay. It allows me to feel like I am omnip- omnipotent, mm-hmm. all-knowing. Right. And it's really funny watching all these people in our different chat rooms, and not our chat room, but, you know, the uh, the mm-hmm. different groups and on Twitter, rationalize it all. Oh, it's a tool. There's nothing wrong with this. And then, you know, and... Well, my greatest skill, of all of my skills, my greatest skill is to lie to myself. And I call it rationalizing. Uh-huh. I rationalize so I can do what I know is immoral, unethical, or wrong. Hmm. Rationalization is my excuse to behave badly, to not do as I ought, but to do as I want. Hmm. If you would engage the AI, you would engage it in a personable human way, right? I think it's very interesting that this is called chat. Yeah. These AIs developed out of chatbots. Right. I know how chatbots are treated. I've watched them be treated that way since the IRC days, right? Sure. Internet-ready chat days and the messaging. People treat them as worse than they treat their dog, worse than they treat staff at a restaurant, right? It is, you are my servant and I don't even have to be nice to you. Hmm. When I ask Google Assistant to set a timer for 20 minutes for the brownies I just put in the oven, I say thank you. When it says timer set for 20 minutes, I say thank you. It's listening, but it's not listening. But for me, that keeps me from viewing it as my way of letting out my aggression in the world and my inability to be the important person in the room. That's fascinating. I don't know anybody who interacts with Alexa or anything like that and And says says, thank "Thank you. you. Right. I do on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That's an interesting point. But I literally have never heard anybody do that. And I've got... Several friends, including You'll my... find less and less people saying thank you to the lady that comes and refills your drink at the restaurant, too. You're sitting in a restaurant, and you're eating, and the lady comes through and refills all the drinks, you know, or whatever. People don't say thank you anymore. They used to. Part of that is also as a side effect of COVID and that NPC even, and that NPC. Even before COVID, it was falling out. COVID is the rationalization on why I don't. 
it, COVID it, is the excuse of why we don't. Right, but it's how we rationalize sure. stopping that, right? right? We were already stopping it, but we felt uh-huh. guilty about it. Well, I don't feel guilty about it anymore because if I talk to the waitress, I'm liable to send COVID germs over and she's going to get sick and die. Yeah, plus they got a mask on and you're not supposed to talk to them anyway, so therefore... Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's NPC. Turning them into... So here's a way to look at it. With the humans, we are dehumanizing them. Mm -hmm. And dehumanizing really means failure to recognize their humanity, failure to recognize... God in another person. Mm -hmm. If you interact with people that way and you interact with these artificial intelligence this way, you become a person that can no longer see humanity in anyone. And since our interactions with artificial intelligences are increasing, not decreasing, it's like basic manners. Please and thank you. I don't know, do they teach that to kindergartners anymore? Preschoolers, right? I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go find out. New <laughs> really question. <don't> know. <laughs> New research topic. Um, <laughs> because the real, the, real clue, the real thing here is these AIs are not new. Sure. Have you used Yahoo any recently? Yahoo. Search engine. No. Why? Because it's not that great. Not that great at what? Giving me the results I want. Giving you the results you want. Here, here's the thing. Google was originally a university project yep. using the Yahoo code. Mm-hmm. And they said, rather than verifying by humans, we are going to create a algorithm, artificial intelligence, to process the results and give people the results they want. Mm-hmm. The results you want are about keeping your attention on the page so that you will click on advertising. That's the results they want. No, no. They give you the results you want some of the time so that you will keep coming back. But if they give you the result you want or the exact correct information originally the first time, you won't be back as often. We've, we've done this study with rats. If they push the little lever and they get a treat, they'll push the lever. If we give them one where they push the lever and half the time they get a treat, they will push that lever more often. Even though they know they can get a treat over here, when they are hungry, they will continue to press one where they may or may not get it. We can then take that one where they may or may not get it and add an electric shock, and they will do that over the other two. Because it is addictive to not know when you're going to get the results you want. So it's perceived scarcity. It's it's creating scarcity. It's creating contrast. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I worked harder if I get shocked some of the time. Mm, goodness. I get my treats some of the time, but not all the time. So I have to work for it. I had to work for it. <laughs> my attention goes to this. I click. I, I, I start doing this even when I'm not because I'm working for it. I have more treats than I need, but I continue to do it. <laughs> it's an addictive behavior. It's how, it's how uh, slot machines work. Right. It's how most gambling things work. It is how drugs and alcohol work. You're trying to repeat that experience that you had that was really good. Mm -hmm. But you're not ever repeating that exact one, right? You can't, but you keep trying. Or one of these, right? Right. And you're always... It is that not getting exactly what you want. Yeah. It's like at the... Audrey and I were talking about this because we drove past the uh, casino last night. And 
they don't go ching 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 and give you the money anymore. They give you a credit, right? And you are most likely to spend that credit than if you get a physical gratification of you actually got some money, right? And it's the only place in Kansas that you can smoke because they don't want you going for a smoke and cashing out. Oh wow! Most people will keep spending, whereas if they went jing 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 and gave you money, then there's that reinforcement that hey, I won something, maybe I should stop while I'm ahead. But well, if it's a it's number more, on but, the screen, but, but, but even when it was coins, right? People didn't stop because we didn't know if we could win more. Or yeah, but gonna, but, more but, likely. But now than, it's more, 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 yeah, like yeah, it, right? more like it. As we go to a digital currency, it has less and less recognition in our minds that it actually has value. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go there. So this week, um, in typical government fashion, they did a press release. They always do them Friday at the end of the day, where the Federal Reserve has finished along with MIT. Their Project, uh, Hamilton. Project Hamilton central bank digital currency mm-hmm. that they told you was only a white paper and they were just starting, which wasn't true. Cyprian's they were going to have to test, but you know it's not like we've been discussing haven't been discussing this for almost a year, yeah, or yeah. two Cip- years. Now Cyprian did a video Twitter. where yeah. he's shown you know that it, it's been working for at least five years. So anyway, the central bank digital currency is based on Bitcoin, but it doesn't have an open ledger, and it doesn't have the extra. It doesn't have the extra checks in it that make Bitcoin so long to get approved. It can still be immediate. But nobody has a ledger except the, the Fed. Okay. So those are all good points. Yeah. Not arguing with those. Right. Let, 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 let's step back. Is taking the idea of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. applying the same rules that the federal government, the Federal Reserve now writes on, to a currency that is also digital? Sure. The timing is beautiful because mm-hmm. there is a crisis in mm-hmm. the cryptocurrency networks. Who is in control of who has the money? And the Federal Reserve is getting ready to say, well, see, we have this Bitcoin and the New York Stock Exchange will operate just like FTX. And we solved all the problems. Right. So, but the, the question has been all along, because we, we've known this is coming for years. Mm-hmm. And the moral ethical question has been, do I use a money that tracks everything from me? Do I use, and, and if, we, if we get honest, right, the subtext of this that a bunch of people don't want to admit, even when they're atheists or whatever is, we are talking about is... Chat GPT and Open Chat AI and all these AIs and CBDC, is this the market of beast? <laughs> that's the question that everybody, that's the framework that we are all operating under, even if we're atheist or extreme right. libertarian or, right? Sure. That's the subcontext that nobody wants to bring up. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is when they say, is it moral or ethical? We are saying, let's discuss religion without discussing religion. Hmm. And we have been discussing religion all through this, right? Because we've been talking about where your attention is going. Right. And attention is worship. Where you put your focus and your attention is worship, and worship is a religion word. So what we're asking is, if I use this, am I going to hell? 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. And then we are applying rationalizations to avoid the question. Uh-huh. It's just a tool. Well, if it wasn't just a tool, what is it? Why, why is it okay to use it if it's just a tool? What is it that it's not okay to use it if it wasn't a tool? If it wasn't a tool, it's this other thing that we all know is not okay, mm -hmm. but nobody wants to discuss that, right? Where the government tracks everything you do and you, and you have a social credit score and they can decide whether you're going to be able to buy this or buy that. And why is that wrong? Why is that wrong? Yeah, everybody seems to kind of agree that that's wrong. Because that... It, it can't help but be tyranny, eventually. Okay. Kindergartners live under tyranny every day at school. <laughs> right? Okay. Right? Raise your hand to go to the bathroom. You know, that's yeah. tyranny, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then they can say, well, you've got now. You don't have a choice on getting a vaccination, or you don't have a choice on doing this or doing that. Or making your thermostat at 60 degrees or 65 degrees. Or 80. At, or you're, 80 you're, in the summertime. Right. right. You, you don't have a choice as to where it's going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't you have too many choices already? <laughs> They're making it so much easier for us? Okay. Right. But they also have, you know, they have the capability in there that's actually in the white paper where they can... Take away your money. Turn it off. Or make it expire or whatever else. So, you know, or, there is no savings. You have to... You have to spend the government's surplus or we're just going to pull it right back out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A clawback mechanism. And then, of course, everything We've you do... We've not heard that And then before. everything you do is tracked and then everything you do is taxed. So why is that... Is there a moral problem there? There's a significant moral problem there. <laughs> <laughs> for who? What do you mean for who? It's an inconvenience for you. It's more than an inconvenience. I mean, it's the very antithesis of liberty. What's liberty? But of course, we had the same conversation on a smaller scale on the Dylan's grocery card. So you scan the Dylan's grocery card or whatever else in it, and it gives you the the discount, right? Right. But it's also keeping track of what Everything you buy. Everything you buy and when you bought it and whether you bought it with the coupon or whether right. you only bought it when it goes on sale or yeah. what the sale price is you buy it at. Yes. Yeah, and when it came out, they swore up and down, oh, no, 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 it's not tracking your stuff. It's just a... They all do it. I know. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is how they pay for... So how do you go, you know, how far do you go? I mean, basically, that's, you use the, it's similar to this. So the vax mandates were coming out. Okay. Cyprian and several of the other people said, okay, so you just need to draw the line in the sand, and even if that means quitting now. Okay. So eventually the vax mandate got stopped. We were probably about... A month or less until they were going to implement it in my work, for example. Um, but you got a year out of wait, wait and see. Okay. So do you draw the line in the sand? I'm not using CBDC because it's you know the it's it's what the devil. 
It's the market of beast. It's the devil. It's yeah, Mama right. says it's the devil. So you know, in the mark of the beast, it, the, the reason we get there is because in Western culture we have been indoctrinated and trained since we were young that mm-hmm. there is this thing that under which you will not be able to buy, sell, yeah, trade without it, and those right. that take that and use that go to hell. Correct. That that, that is the basic Western. Religious aspect, even if they're a Hindu. Apocalypse. You, yeah. If you grew up in the West, that's there. Sure. So, so how far do you go? Well, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the edge of hell, and then. Uh... <laughs> oh, well, we're asking how close it is. How close we want to dance to the edge? Do okay. we dance with so the devil you, and the Yeah, yeah I know. Right? So, yeah. is it that way, or is it just a tool? Can you use it without? Given your soul. See, this is a question that is bigger than me. I, I know. Right? It's a, yeah. This, 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 some this, of this, this is a rhetorical this, question. Some of it's rhetorical, but this goes right back to the first question we started with. Right. Is there a principle worth sacrificing for? Uh-huh. And is it worth sacrificing that Is it okay to? Is it morally okay to sacrifice that principle to survive? Mm-hmm. And here's the way I'm going to answer that question. That that particular question, right? We're sure. not answering Chat GPI and sure, sure, sure. GPT or whatever, right? Not the AI question, not the CBDC question. Is there a principle we're sacrificing for? And is it okay to is it morally right to sacrifice that principle in order to survive? We know that when somebody is willing to die for something, we've hit on something that's true, mm-hmm. potentially. The more people willing to die over that thing, the more likely it is true. So we have lots of militia people. We have lots of militant people. We have lots of preppers. We have lots that all say, when doomsday comes, I've got your back. When the government comes for you, I will show up and defend you. Well, they don't say that to us, but they say that to each other. They say that to each other, right? (laughs) You know, nobody's saying that to us. <laughs> no, no one wants to defend me from anything. Yeah, but they don't volunteer to. that. They keep going. Well, you, 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 you can maybe do band aids or something for somebody, or maybe you should just go away, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you could. I, I, you could I, I, come I'm friendly. looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody to come and defend my prepper compound. <laughs> right. I'm not on the list. I get it. Yeah, we're not on the list. But they don't show up every time that's happened. When Waco happened. Uh, that was the um, Branch Davidians. Branch Davidians, right? Yeah, nineteen. Who of these people showed up to defend them from the government? <laughs> when the drug dealer down the street gets raided, where are the libertarians with their guns? They are not showing up. It is not a principle worth dying for. Right. Therefore, right. it is not true. Right. When they closed your churches in twenty twenty, nobody had a problem with that. Right. Wasn't worth dying for. It wasn't worth dying for. Uh-huh. When they came for X, I ignored it and I ignored it and I ignored it and they came for me, right? Mm-hmm. This is the thing over and over and over we have. These principles, if the principles we're sacrificing for, it's worth dying for. And if people are dying for it, then it's not really a principle that's worth dying for. It is not an end all. It is not the line. If somebody pulls a gun and puts it to your head and says, use the chat GPT, or I pull this trigger, what are you going to do? Most likely use it. Right. It's not worth dying for. Sure. 
Does that make it evil or good or just a tool? Well, it just makes it a tool at this point. That makes it a tool, and you you, you decided in that moment that it was a tool because it's not worth because for. because under the pressure of having a gun to my head and my inability to understand or to acknowledge to know what this is, I'm going to use this because the bullet in my head doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, and we saw that with all the people who talked big about the the vax mandate, and then I got to make my truck payment, so I'm going to give in. I'm going to give in. I got to keep my job. My kids have to eat, and I need to pay for the car. Yeah. Uh-huh. I need to pay for the right. house. And right, but at the same time, you know, the live not by lies. The folks in Eastern Europe did not bend the knee to communism, and. They either got to the gulag or they got they got pushed to the edge of society. Lost your job, now you're doing whatever you need to make ends meet. Why did they do that? But you're at the edge of society. Why did they let why did they live out there? Why? What is the principle that they were sacrificing for? Because to confess well, I mean basically, you know, communism would have made them confess what? No God, a different God. It would have said there is no God. There is no God. And they believed in a God. Mm-hmm. It would have said that humanity has no divine spark, essence, or made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. That everyone is replaceable by any other little gadget, gadget, bot. Well, and then it also, right? it even went so far as to... All the marriages and the, and the funerals were conducted mm-hmm. through the church. So St. Tikhon in, in Moscow, the Patriot of Mar- Moscow, the Bolsheviks came out with the Freedom of Religion mm-hmm. Act, which basically said that you, um, A, were confiscating all the church property, and B, all of these ceremonial things. Need, first they came out and they said, yeah, they did it in phases. First they came out and said, all these ceremonial things need to be done through civil authority. Mm-hmm. Not through... Not through the church. Not through Because churches. there is no God. Right. And it doesn't matter. Well, they, yeah, they, they, they but, skirted the is no God until they incrementalized it right. little but, by but, little. But, but the, end, the end thing is, everybody that stood up against that knew this was about whether there is a God or not. Mm-hmm. And their understanding of reality and... Life is that there is a God. Mm-hmm. And they were not going to offend God by saying he doesn't exist. Right. This is the principle over and over and over and over and over and over and over we see people die for. They die in the millions over this. Sure. No one shows up when the drug dealer gets raid, raided. No one shows up when they want to force mandate vax you. Those principles, liberty, freedom... Justice, buzzwords, people don't die for in the millions. They tell us our soldiers go and die for truth, justice, and the American way, right? Yeah, and freedom. But you go talk to all those veterans. A few of them will say that, but most of them will say, no, I continued fighting because my best friend was standing next to me and I didn't want him to die. Hmm. Liberty was not on the table. It was... The two of us are stuck in this foxhole, and neither of us wants to die, and it isn't right for my friend to die, so I'm going to do what my friend needs me to do so he doesn't die. Because he is my friend. Whatever else. Because he is made in the image of God, Mm -hmm. 
because he has some link to the divine spark, right? Right. This, these are these are the things people die for. Mm-hmm. These this is the principle. So the question you have to apply back to that is: Are these AIs denying that there is a god? Not yet. Right. Does the CBDC deny that there is a god? Not yet. Right. But it is saying, the CBDC is saying, you don't get your liberty. You don't get to make the decisions. And what's rebelling against that inside you when you say, you're saying, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I want to make the decisions. I, 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 I. It's offending your ego. But if they it's offending your it pride. Out, if they roll it out little by little and you say they roll it out... Say they roll it out to only government stuff, right? Okay. So you can't, you can't get your ABT. You can't get your, your social security. You can't get your tax refund. It's an old. Oh yeah, you can't get your tax refund. Um, <laughs> that would do it for a lot of people, <laughs> right? And then so uh, everybody's going to be rushing in to change their withholding for sure, right? How many people have that set high so that they get the refund at the end of the year because they can't save money on their own? Yeah. Yeah. What you're going to have to do if you're going to use these things that mm-hmm. aren't asking you to deny God yet, yet, but that you have this suspicion they will, mm-hmm. is you need a good connection to reality. Okay, so let's go there. What's the solutions or what's the things to watch out for and the things to develop within yourself so you're ready? Well, I, I, think, I think we covered these. two of them right here, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we asked, what is the principle people will die for? Right. We came to an answer on it. Sure. Then we asked, what are these two things we're looking at? Right? What is chat GPT? What are these AIs? Mm-hmm. What is a CBDC? What does it do? How does it function? And because we know those, we can say, well, it is not currently violating the fact that there is no God. Right. And what you really said back to me was, but... How do I keep from losing myself in the incrementalization of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I keep from losing my soul as they increment towards? Well, yeah, because, I mean, realistically, they'll either make it so, you know, it, it it's, they make it so your paycheck. Okay. You How get do your you... paycheck or you don't get your paycheck. I mean, you know. Right. So, I've been baptized in the Orthodox Church. Sure. You're a catechumen. Mm-hmm. How do you know what you know about God? From Scripture, the Fathers, and from tradition. Right. You have guide rails. Mm -hmm. The Scriptures, the liturgical cycle, all that, right? Yeah. Are framing the rails. Right. And you can't go with the traditional American Protestant thing where you're led by your heart. Right. Okay. Because your heart's going to say... Oh, see nothing wrong with this, and I've got to make my truck payment. Right. But we're, we're going to define this outside of orthodoxy for yeah. some of our listeners who are not going there, and that's mm-hmm. fine, right? But those two, th- th- those things provide the guide rails on a path that's right along a cliff edge, right? Right. So that I'm not falling off either side of that cliff path, right? Sure. This is what you have to have. You have to have these grails that tell you what truth is, what reality is, 
and keeps you from falling off. That's how you stay out of the, but it's incrementalization. Incrementalization, how do I not get lost in it? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, what are, are you selling your soul by using it or something, right? So. And, and, and I would ask, can you create those rails for yourself? Mm-hmm. So how do you create those or, in addition to? Or do you have to adopt them from an already going tradition and culture? I'm going to say you might be able to do those, but it's not going to be in your lifetime of 100 years. Right. I mean, let's say any, any, any random hypothetical person, right? Hundred year sure. life. Are they going to be able to define all the truths, reality, and who God is, and not fall off of that path, independent of entering into a tradition, culture, for that? Right. So, how does somebody and cultures not develop that culture? I don't think you can build culture. Culture develops out of the way people live. Okay. So let's take orthodoxy because it's fresh in my mind and easier, right? There are multiple cultures within it, right? Mm -hmm. There's the Greek, Russian, Serbian, American. Those cultures kind of like are a kind of like fashion applied to a person, right? The person doesn't change, mm-hmm. but we change their clothes, right? And we right. put them in a ball dress, we put them in an evening gown, we put yeah, them in sure, a, right, right, sure. right? That's, okay. put them in a suit and tie, right? Mm-hmm. That's culture. What everybody's looking for that is trying to build culture, what they're really saying is, I need to build tradition. Hmm. Because tradition is those guide rails that keep you... They define your life, right? They define the habits. They define what is moral. They define what is ethical by the living of them out, right? They can't, they, you can't do it in a hypothetical situation. Right. You have to have experience because life is not hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Life is experiential. You have to enter into it. As long as you stay on the outside of it, you can't ever do You're never going to experience it. You're never going to be able to because it is mysterious. It is a mystery. It is something that cannot be fully contained in a statement, inside words. It is something you just have to do and know, right? Lived experience. But you can't just create tradition by yourself in a hypothetical AI world. You have to have relationships with other people. Which we're lacking at, unfortunately. The incrementalization you're afraid of has brought it started way farther back mm-hmm. with humans are divided into subspecies and species. And this is where we get the idea of racism and that, right? Right. This is and the breaking down of the family and the breaking down of culture and the breaking of tradition. And the embracing of enlightenment thinking where we can, and if you can't taste, touch, see, feel, measure it, whatever, then it doesn't exist. Well, we know that's wrong because there is a beyond that material existence, right? Right. Most people call it spiritual. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably better words, but we'll just leave it at that, right? There's this material and the sp- spiritual or mystical or mystic or mysterious. Sure. That isn't measurable by science. 
that isn't measurable on the enlightenment thing. It isn't always a progression going up, right? These are all enlightenment thoughts that we are stuck in. And those have broken our connection to one another. So the solutions to knowing whether it's moral or ethical to use the AIs or the CBDC are going to come from tradition that either you're creating by your interactions with other people or that you have adopted from traditions being lived out by people. So I think that is the solution is you have got to get into face-to-face, person-to-person, real relationships. Mm -hmm. And you probably need a dinner table. Why a dinner table? So like my grandparents' house, right? Mm -hmm. There was a dining room with a dining table or a dinner table, right? Sure. That table, you maybe played games on it, you know, board games. But it was where you ate dinner. So it wasn't like one of those places where the dinner... dinner, It didn't have the crafts on it. It didn't have... Yeah, but the dining room wasn't just for holidays where you ate at the kitchen table the rest of the time. You're saying that they ate dinner there. You ate dinner there all the time, right? Okay. You you sometimes ate breakfast there, right? That's where Mm -hmm. company came over and you dined before you went to the den and had a conversation. Okay. Right? And the TV wasn't in the den. Mm -hmm. The houses were different. Yeah. Smaller, but different. Sure, but they weren't. The so kitchen table might be where you where where you where you baked the pie and you made the pie and you assembled the pie. The kitchen table might be where the kids did crafts and all that, right? You might eat a snack there. You might do that, right? But this dinner table was reserved for not only the dinner, but that interaction between people, between the family, between the family and guests, between the dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. That was there. We have replaced that with email, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and all that, where you have these conversations where you think you kind of, you're not even having conversations, really. Mm-hmm. People don't know how to have conversations. You've got to rebuild that. This is where tradition comes out of, is that dining room table. Mm-hmm. It also comes from that kitchen table, right? Because there are the two. Mm-hmm. This is where family life happens. This is where we get together and we reconcile and we work through the bigger issues of life, right? Both those places, that's where it happens. The kitchen table and the dining room table. We don't have that. And when we have a table, it's got computers and laptops and this on it and coats and keys and that. And everybody's eating in front of the television and they're all eating their own meal or they're own, eating at their own times and no one's eating at the same time. Nobody's eating and having that conversation. Sure. That is how you step out of this world that is broken that is everything they have broken to take us to a place where we don't talk to each other where we don't communicate where we don't live together right we're all in our own little bubbles mm-hmm. that breaks the bubble where you have to sit down and have a conversation with people at dinner mm-hmm. so you can use jet gpt or any of the ais or the cbdc or not If you don't fix that, you don't have the guide rails to tell you when it is that God is no longer being acknowledged. Because that's what you need. And that comes from tradition. And without the person-to-person connection, there is no tradition. So you've got to do that Mm -hmm. to even begin to answer these questions. Because when you're doing that, you'll be one of those weird people like me that says, thank you to the AI for setting the timer on the brownies. Because you don't want to lose seeing people as people and see them as something to grind under your feet. Hmm. 
because they were created by God. And you don't want to offend God. Good point. Okay. And, I, and as part Any of that... Any other tips? I would say that you also need to probably watch. Cyprian's got this series he started now. I don't know by the time this comes, there'll probably be several episodes in it on the attention economy, mm-hmm. which is basically talking about these things. These things are stealing your attention. How are they stealing your attention? Why are they stealing your attention? What does that mean to the greater thing? If you want to reconnect with tradition and do that, then that's there. Yep. The other part is these things are complicating life. Not simplifying it. Mm-hmm. Homesteading is seeking to simplify life. Right. But we continue to use Instagram, right? Where I see a hundred different models of a chicken coop and then I go try and design something that combines elements from all of them, right? Mm-hmm. This is overcomplication. Mm-hmm. Thermal regulating the temperature in every single chicken coop and every single little cubby and corner of it where all these things, right? These are complications. In the Great Depression, nobody did that. They built a chicken coop, and they put the chickens in it, and they collected the eggs. Right. Overcomplicated times are what we're facing, right? This this complication, just overly complicate everything. And if you want to get to a simple life... There's your quote again, right? A simple life is not about becoming Amish. Right. It's not about going back and becoming a pioneer. It's about where you're putting your attention. It's about where your mental thinking is. Am I looking for 100 plans to build a chicken coop? Or am I looking for how do you make a door for a chicken coop? So did I make that right, right? Mm -hmm. That's the difference. It's a focus and intention thing. Right. And so... If we are going to go back to simple times, we have to become simple men. Because simple men create simple times. And overcomplicated times call for men to simply live. Do you want to know how to thrive with the AI? So join us for the February 16th Thrive in the Future community call. And we're going to talk about AI. So AIs overall over the news, ChatGPT and OpenAI are being used to create content, answer questions write articles and stories, and even write code. So is it a threat? How do you stay uniquely human in the future of AI? And can you use AI morally? Join us and we'll talk about that. And that's Thursday, February 16th, 8 p.m. Central Time. Go to thriveinthefuture.com. At the top of each page is a sign-up for that call. Or if you want some more information, go to thriveinthefuture.com events. When you sign up, then we'll email you the zoom link for that call hope to see you there and then we can talk about can you use ai and still live not by lies thank you for listening to thrive in the future podcast if you like what you hear click that subscribe or follow button in your favorite podcast app check us out at thriveinthefuture.com and also follow us on social media at thriveinthefuture on twitter and at Thriving the Future on Instagram. And come and join our Telegram community by going to signup.thrivingthefuture.com. There's entry form there. It will send you an email with the Telegram community link. Next time on Thriving the Future podcast.
Next time on Thrive in the Future podcast, we go back to the solar episode, part two, where we talk about considerations you may not have thought of. Your insurance, um, the age of your roof, and other things. So that's next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. Comfrey and elderberries are now available at GrowNutTrees.com. So comfrey crowns and root cuttings used as companion plants in fruit tea guilds, chop and drop for mulch, mix with water for fertilizer, or turbocharge your compost pile. And elderberry cuttings, you just take a stick and you poke the stick into the ground and it takes off. It's the wildwood variety of elderberry and it's adapted to the Midwest. That's at GrowNutTrees.com.